It's time. We are on the ride. You've been cleared for takeoff. It's time to ascend to new heights. Daniel chapter number six. We're going to rendezvous at verse number one. We'll read verses one through three, and then we'll drop down uh, and we'll pick up verse. Uh, or, excuse me, not Daniel six. Daniel chapter two. Daniel chapter two. Uh, Daniel chapter number two. Uh, this morning we'll we'll read verses one through three. And then we'll drop down to verse number 40, uh, verse 48. Uh, and then we'll divorce the text there. Daniel chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. And then we will, we will drop down to verse 48. And we'll pick up there. If you have it, say, I got it. If you can't find it, say, Lord, help me. We ask you to stand as always on a reading God's holy and divine word. The Bible says this. Now, in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams and his spirit was troubled and his sleep left him. Then the king gave orders to call in the soothsayers, priests, the conjurers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came in and stood before the king. The king said to them, I had a dream and my spirit is anxious to understand or to know the dream. Last verse, dropping down to verse 48, all the way at the bottom. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts. And he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. Last verse emphatically again. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts. And he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon. And the chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. If that's in your Bible, say amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus. We call on you this hour for those no other name that we know by which men can be saved. God, we pray now that you will unlock the portals of heaven and pour out a word into our spirits now, God, that will be able to make us better than we've been in the days gone by. We pause now to pray for this servant. God, I ask you now to empty me of myself and fill me with your spirit. 
that at the end of this hour, we'll be careful to give you all the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. Open up not my mouth, and my mouth will show forth thy eternal praise without adding to or taking from that which is written in Holy Scripture. Father, allow us now to be quickened in your word, to leave out of this place better than we entered in, walked in, or logged in. God, we love you more than words could ever articulate, more than our actions could ever replicate. God, you are an awesome God, and you're worthy of our praise. We realize that you love us too much to hurt us, and you're too wise to ever do us wrong. This is your servant's prayer, and the matchless, the potent, and the powerful name of Jesus, we humbly pray. Let all of God's children shout and exclaim, Amen. Turn to, turn to your neighbor before you take your seat and say, neighbor. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Y'all don't like them neighbors, okay. Uh, Y'all better move out the neighborhood. Amen. amen, amen. Tell your neighbor, I just got promoted. Oh, they're they not happy to hear that. Tell your other neighbor, I just got promoted. Come on, say it with your chest. I just got promoted. Amen. Be seated in the presence of God. Amen. We have been, we have been dealing with our series. Uh, we have been dealing with our series now for several weeks, uh, dealing with the workplace and how we, uh, how we maneuver and how we deal as being a Christian in the workplace. Uh, go down a little bit further. Uh, how we deal with uh, being a Christian in the workplace. Amen. Trying, trying to train as we go. Uh, drop it a little bit lower. Thank you. Um, we've been dealing with a series now entitled No Days Off. Everybody say No Days Off. We've been dealing with No Days Off because we realize that we are a Christian uh, 24-8. Amen. We're a Christian 24-8. That means we uh, we represent Christ. We represent God every single day that we clock in every single day that we go to the job we are representing we are representative of god and so sometimes we fail to to uh kind of get our bearings when when life starts to happen on on the job sometimes when people uh get on our nerves or or we we uh we find ourselves not happy with our employer and our boss sometimes we we kind of get beside ourselves and we lose the fact that we are a Christian. And so we've been dealing with how to be a Christian and more effective in the workplace and representative of, of God, as a representative of God. And so we talked to you on the first week dealing with uh, the subject of, you know why I'm here. Uh, meaning that there's a purpose and a call over our lives even when uh, we are in the workplace, even when we're in the grocery store, there is a call on our lives. Then on last Lord's Day, uh, for Father's Day, we talked to you and tried to give a, a dual word with a dual emphasis to bless fathers, but also give us encouragement in the workplace that I'm going to tell my daddy. Meaning the relationship that we have with God, we ought to be able to tell God all about our struggles. Anytime we feel like we are in a, 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 a hang up or a heart or heartache, uh, God has given us the privilege to go to him 
in prayer. So this Lord's Day, we're going to launch from Daniel chapter number two. We're going to launch from Daniel chapter two, understanding who Daniel is. Daniel is uh, Daniel is a prophet of God. He is a spokesman for God. He is a man of God. And Daniel, when we look at this particular narrative, we are familiar with Daniel. If, if you've ever been to Sunday school or Bible study, you know who Daniel is. Say amen. If you've ever been to Sunday school or, or Bible study, you know who Daniel is. Say amen. A amen. Daniel, we often talk from this subject of talking about Daniel. We talk about Daniel being in the lion's den. But, but I want to talk about what happened before Daniel got to the lion's den. Because, beloved, many times we want to be on the mountaintop, but we don't understand the process of the climb going up. But sometimes we want to be the boss on the job or we want to be promoted and elevated to a place that, that now we are in, in, in a better space of control or we are supervising or we are... Are, are, are making sure policies are being written by our work or by our hand. But beloved, before we get there, there is a climb upward that we have to take. Say amen. And so understanding King Nebuchadnezzar is in rule now over the children of Israel. He's in power. He is, he is the king sitting on the throne. Now he's new to the kingship. And the Bible says, if we pick up in our narrative uh, in the first part of the text, in verse number one of Daniel chapter two, the Bible says we are now in the second year. Everybody say second. We are in the second year of, Dan of, of King Nebuchadnezzar being in reign, being on the throne. Y'all know how it is when, when you first started your job, you, you started tweeting about it. You started putting it on Facebook. Y'all, I just got a new job and, and, and this the this the, the job of my dreams and, and God has blessed me to get this job. But by year number two, you you one you 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 contemplating every single morning when, when the alarm clock go off. Do I really need this job? Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You know how it is that, that after so long you get comfortable and you get tired because you, you appreciate what it is that you went to school for or your trade that you were trained in. You you like the fact of what you do, but you don't like who you do it with. Okay. Um, you, you necessarily don't like the company that you represent or the company that you have to keep while you're on the company. And so, beloved, we are now in the second year of King Nebuchadnezzar's reign. And the Bible says Nebuchadnezzar began to have dreams and his spirit was troubled uh, and, and his sleep left him. He, he was laying awake all night long because of the dreams that he was having and he could not understand the dreams. The Bible says that because King was he, he was the king, Nebuchadnezzar was the king, he had people under his authority, under his rule, under his, uh, his power. And so he began to call all of the people who could possibly tell him what his dream is. We're talking about how to be a Christian in the workplace. And so... Uh, he began to call the people who he thought was qualified. Y'all don't know when it's out. He called the people who he thought was qualified. He began to call the soothsayers, the priests, and the conjurers, and the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to, to tell him what the dream represented and what the dreams were meaning that he was having. He was calling, watch me, the, those that were spiritual. He was calling uh, those who were practicing in witchcraft and, and all of those different functions, but had nothing to do with connectivity to the spirit of God. And he did not realize that the dreams were coming from God. 
Y'all, I told you last week, a few weeks ago, be careful around the people who, who necessarily are, aren't, aren't rooting for you, but they're, they're, they're just watching you, but they never like anything that you do. They never like anything that you post. They never give you a, a, a hey, good job today, but they're always critical and critique everything. Be careful around those people because they're operating in the spirit of uh, the world and not the spirit of God. They're operating in the spirit of the enemy and not the spirit of God. Because we told you, talked to you last week about how God told Jeremiah that I knew you before I formed you. That means that God placed you here for that particular purpose. I don't care what you are. If you are the president of the United States or, or if you are the trash collector, God placed you in, in this earth realm for a time such as this. So now we're in a place. The king. He's. He's ordering those to tell him what these dreams mean. And I'm going to I'm going to jump through this for time's sake. But while he's ordering these men to tell him what the dreams mean, the Chaldeans spoke I mean, verse number four. The, the, the Chaldeans spoke uh, to the king in Aramaic and saying, oh, king, live forever. Tell the dream to your servants and we would declare the interpretation. The king replied to the Chaldeans, the command from uh, from me is firm. If you do not make known to me the dream and its interpretation, you will be torn limb from limb and your houses will be turned into a rubbish heap. I don't know if anybody has ever worked for a dictator or if somebody has worked for, for, for a, a micro. Anybody ever worked for a micromanager? Anybody in here has ever worked? for somebody who likes to threaten you to get the job done but child of God if I am here if God has placed me in this moment don't you think I'm qualified to be here so God I'm trying to talk to you about how to handle turmoil and 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 decrees that happen to you on the workplace instead of throwing up your hands and saying, I quit and walking out on the job. We got to know that God has placed something deep within us to give him glory behind that part of our story. This morning, I want to deposit part three of this series. You want to tag and title it Ship Work. Turn to your neighbor and say, shift work. That's all we got, shift work. I want to pause in the text because I want to paint this picture about shift work. There is, there is a, a part of our lives, a part of our bodies, a part of our makeup. It's called the circadian sense, uh, rhythm, circadian rhythm. Uh, it, is, it is how we function in life. It, it's what we used to call our clock. Say amen. Uh, when we when we when we talk about this rhythm, we live in in a life uh, that is connected through rhythms. We have a heart rhythm. The ocean flows and the waves form a rhythm. When we even look at sound and we measure sound with a gauge, it goes in a rhythm. And so our bodies operate in the same way. We have a, a rhythm or a clock. Our bodies connect with nature and it tells uh, a, a story about our lives and it tells us how to operate, tells our bodies how to function in life. 
And so, beloved, if you ever had to work shift work or you know somebody who's ever had to work shift work, oftentimes those who work shift work, their rhythm is thrown off. When it's nighttime, their body is functioning like it's day. When it's daytime, their body is functioning like it's night. Say amen. And if you've worked in shift work for an extended amount of time, if you've worked in shift, uh, shift work for an extended amount of time, you know that, that eventually it's going to, to become the norm. Your, 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 your body doesn't function the way it used to. And so, beloved, what happens is, they tell us, or, or, or medical professionals will say that uh, when we begin to experience the effects of shift work, it will cause us to lose sleep. Y'all missed your shot right there. It, it will cause us to lose sleep because when our body is normally producing melatonin, it's producing cortisol. Now, cortisol is what's known as the stress hormone. It is what our body produces to keep us alert and alive. And so when, when the, 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 the time comes to when it's time for us to begin to go to sleep at night, when, the, when darkness comes uh, over, over the land, when, when it's nighttime, when the streetlights come on, our body begins to secrete melatonin. But those who work shift work, they lose sleep because they, they've had to train their system and their bodies to stay awake when it's supposed to be resting. God, I came to tell you that, that many of us are stressed out because spiritually we are stressed out when we're supposed to be at rest. And because we, we allow our, our earthly employers and our earthly co-workers to assign things to us and to our spirit that shouldn't be there, they may be the physical assignment, but they are not our spiritual assignment and because sometimes we mix the two and confuse the two we have we, we end up losing physical sleep because our spirit is not at rest when it ought to be we begin to trust more in our ability to maintain this job than for God to keep us on the job and so what happens we find ourselves like King Nebuchadnezzar in the text, losing sleep because you turned to everybody and everything else but to the Lord. What I came to tell you is that King Nebuchadnezzar, by instinct and by his, his, his kingship and, and what was told to him as, as he began to take reign, you have all of these people under your thumb. And so, so you have all these people under your thumb. So this is who's supposed to be here. This is who's supposed to be there. This is supposed to who. This is who's supposed to do this and who's supposed to do that. And so that's why King Nebuchadnezzar called for the soothsayer priest and called for the conjurers, those who can talk to the dead, and called for the sorcerers and the magicians and called for the Chaldeans. Is because he was operating in his flesh. We operate in our flesh, it will have us choking out our spirit. We will be in total chaos, and our rhythm will be thrown off because of the fear that we're living with and not the faith that we've obtained. 
the Bible says, getting back to the text, I wanted to throw that that part because I want you to I want you to shift in your thinking this morning. And on when you go back to work on tomorrow morning, I want you to shift in your thinking. So we're talking about shift work this morning. He 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 told the Chaldeans, if you don't tell me what the dream means, and if you don't tell me about the dream, uh, you're gonna be torn limb for limb. And then he goes all the way down and he begins to talk to all of the different ones that he called and commissioned and said, You you have this mandate that if you are not able to tell me this dream. I am going to inflict harm. I am going to inflict death. I'm going to make sure that you don't do that. You don't work here no more. Can we? Can I preach it how I feel it? He, he basically said, "If you can't tell me what this means, you are fired." But the kind of firing that King Nebuchadnezzar was mandating over the people wasn't the kind of firing that you and I get today. When we get fired, we get to go look for another job. When when King Nebuchadnezzar fired people, they were they were done. Say amen. So 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 moving further, I gotta jump because I gotta let you go. When we drop down to verse number 12, we see now that many, many are not being able to tell King Nebuchadnezzar what this means. And because of this, verse number 12 says the king became angry and extremely furious and he gave orders to kill all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree was issued that the wise men be killed and they looked for Daniel and his friends to kill them. Say amen. That's in your Bible. Say amen. They looked for Daniel and his friends to kill them. Then Daniel replied with discretion and discernment to Ariok, the captain of the king's bodyguard who had gone out to kill all the wise men of Babylon. And he said to him, he said to him, watch this, for what reason is the decree from the king so harsh? Then Ariot informed Daniel of the matter. So Daniel went in and requested of the king that he would give him a grace period so that he may declare the interpretation to the king. Because Daniel, y'all got to understand this. Daniel remembered that he was not he was not of this world. He remembered that he was a, a man of God. He remembered that he was a prophet of God. So he says, listen, I know the decree that has been sent out to everybody else, but I got somebody that I and talk to to try to, to make sure that you understand what you are feeling and experiencing in this moment. And so the Bible says that Daniel goes and he gets this grace period from he gets this grace period from the king. Can, can I can I paraphrase it? He gets this grace period from the king. And when he gets this grace period from the king, the mandate is set and it's effective. That Nebuchadnezzar, if, or, or Daniel, if you are not able to tell me what this dream means, you're going to pay for it. And so God, or excuse me, Daniel goes, verse 17, Daniel went to his house and informed his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, uh, about the matter. He went and informed his friends. Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. Y'all know who those, those people are, right? 
you probably know them by, by the name that King Nebuchadnezzar gave them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. A lot, some of y'all didn't know that, that was, that's not their real names. Their real names are, are Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. He told them about the matter and, and so they, they, that they might request compassion uh, from the God of heaven concerning this secret. So Daniel and his friends would not be killed with the rest of the men from Babylon. And the Bible says that the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel began uh, to worship God. He said, may the name of God be blessed forever and ever for wisdom and power belongs to him. I came to tell somebody in the room on this morning that when God gives you the strength on your job to stay there, to not curse everybody out, to, to not throw your hands up and resign and say I quit because you worked harder to get to that point. You want to have some praise in your mouth for God. So many times we watch how everybody else gets frustrated and quit. And some of that starts to rub off on us. But God placed us there so that he could have, because so we shed light in a dark place. Watch what he says in verse 22. He said, it is he who reveals the profound, the profound hidden things. He who knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells in him. Tap somebody and say shift work. The light dwells in, 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 if the light dwells in God, then the light dwells in us as the people of God. For we are the people of his pasture. So what he tells, tells God is, God, I praise you. God, I surrender to you. Thereupon David went to Arioch, and whom the king had appointed to kill the wise men of Babylon, verse 24. And he went and said to him, do not kill the wise men of Babylon. Take me into the king's presence and I would declare the, the interpretation to the king. Now watch this. So when Daniel is taken to the king, verse number 31, the Bible says that you, O king, were watching and behold, there was a single great statue. The statue which was large and of extreme, extraordinary radiance. It was standing in front of you and its appearance was awesome. He begins uh, to tell King Nebuchadnezzar about the key, about the dream that he has been experiencing. But watch me. The Bible says in verse number 36, he tells him the king's dream. Remember what the king told him, uh, told all of the soothsayer priests and all of the Chaldeans and, 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 and all of the, 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 uh, uh, the, the, the uh, clairvoyants and all of those who, who were able to to speak to the dead. He says, listen, I don't want you to just tell me what the dream means. I want you to tell me the dream that I had. Then tell me what it means. Why is that? Because the king needed to know that they were actually qualified for the position. The king needed to know that that they knew what they were talking about. They could come with any interpretation and it not be the interpretation of that specific dream. And so in order for King Nebuchadnezzar to know that they were interpreting the correct dream, said the prerequisite is these are your qualifications for the job you need to tell somebody that I'm qualified he, these are the qualifications for the job you need to tell somebody that I'm qualified you need to tell me the dream first 
and then be proficient in your calling. And so he told them the dream first. When you look at verses 31 through uh, 35, he tells him the dream. Then when we get to 36, watch the Bible. He says, this is what the dream means. And now we will tell you, tell this interpretation before the king. Verse 37, you, O king, the king of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power, the strength, and the honor. And wherever the sons of mankind live or the animals of the field or the birds of the sky, he has handed them over to you and made you ruler over them all. You are the head of gold. And after, and after you, another kingdom will arise inferior to you. Then another third kingdom of bronze and will rule over all the earth. Then there will be a fourth kingdom as strong as iron, just as iron smashes and crushes everything. So like iron that crushes, it will smash and crush all of these things. It will crush your entire kingdom, Nebuchadnezzar. And in the and in that you saw the feet and toes partly of the potter's clay and partly of iron. It will be a divided kingdom, but it will have within it some of the toughest of iron. Since you saw the iron mixed with common clay, as just and just as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of pottery, so some of the kingdom will be stronger and parts of it will be so fragile. In that you saw the iron mixed with the common clay they will be combined with one another in their descendants but they will not adhere to one another just as iron does not combine with pottery he's telling Nebuchadnezzar you are going to lose what you have because of how you are operating in your headship you are not willing to come to know God. You are not willing to bow to God, the God of heaven. You are going to lose everything that you have. In those days, the kings, in those days of kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. And that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put an end to all of these kingdoms, but it is it itself will endure forever. I don't know about you, but when I started reading this part of the text, I began to get a shout in my spirit because that was telling me that we are on the verge of being shift workers. I came today to tell somebody that you are a shift worker. You are a shift worker. Things can't stay the same when we come into relationship with God. You are a shift worker. Even if you work a nine to five, you are a shift worker because God has placed you in in this time, in this earth realm, for a time such as this, you may not understand why you're still at that dead end job that that you're only making enough to make part of your bills met. Most of us at the end of the month, or at the middle of the month, we end up having more month than we have money. Say amen or say ouch. We we begin to to try to figure out, I think that's why Dion bald-headed because he done already pulled out all his hair. Uh, I say, say man, when you can. But 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 we we begin to we begin to stress and not trust. Did y'all hear what I just said? We begin to stress and not trust because we don't understand that we're shift workers. 
our employer may or may not have a relationship with God. But if they do, they might not have the relationship that you have with God. And, and, and if your employer has a relationship with God, chances are some of your coworkers don't have a relationship with God. But I started shouting, Chris, right along in here, because what I understood about this part of the text, he's 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 prophesying to King Nebuchadnezzar. It's funny to me. Now, this is going to mess with some of y'all because you know how we act in, in the church. We, we think that we we serve an, an exclusive God, that God only deals uh, with those who are in the body of Christ. But I came today to tell somebody that sometimes God even deals with those who aren't in the body of Christ yet so that they can work through you to get them to know God. Uh, uh. King Nebuchadnezzar is having these dreams that he will not understand until he begins to talk to somebody with a relationship with God. If you don't understand where we are in the text right now, let me help you this way. Let me give you the uh, the cliff notes. Okay, let me give you a uh, uh, dream interpretation for dummies. This is what the Bible is saying. Daniel is prophesying right through here that one day a kingdom is going to be established. I remember Jesus saying to his disciples in Matthew chapter number six, and when you pray, you ought to pray like this. Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Daniel is prophesying that if you don't get in line with God, God is going to overthrow your kingship. This is prophecy that Jesus is going to come. And in order for Jesus to come, the king has to be able to, to, to preserve the children of Israel long enough to where we now we now get to, to 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 David coming along, we get all of these prophets and all of 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 these events of the Bible that transpires in order to bring Jesus to life. But if the king destroys the children of Israel, then our Savior could not come. So I'm telling you. That you are a shift worker. Don't let things that happen externally, watch me, throw off your rhythm. Don't let things that happen externally around you when you're dealing with people of the world throw off your spiritual rhythm. Because at a certain point in time, at night, our bodies begin to naturally produce melatonin. Have y'all ever thought about this? We didn't take melatonin as kids. We didn't take, our parents didn't take melatonin when we were children, say, man, Sister Fairley. They, 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 we, melatonin wasn't even a supplement then. The reason we are taking it now is because we've let everything in the world throw off our spirit. 
And now we fail to operate in the spirit of faith. So we have to depend on the spirit of man. Well, this melatonin is going to help you sleep at night. But I remember a time when prayer would help me sleep. I remember a time when, when, when back in the old church, when we used to sing just a little talk with Jesus uh, will make everything all right. I remember a point in time when I could talk to my daddy and I could tell my God all about my problems and my struggles. And I could go to bed at night and sleep like a baby. But I've let people throw off my rhythm and didn't realize that I was a shift worker. I got I to gotta close. Tell your neighbor I'm a shift worker. The Bible says that after he began to tell Nebuchadnezzar the future about his dream, watch verse 46. This is where I started dancing and started running through the house. It says, and, and, and a lot of us probably have never even seen this in the text because we like to preach Daniel was a, a prophet of God. He interpreted the king's dream. And, and then the Bible tells us that uh, the king sent out a decree through the land and, and, and those who would not worship and bow down uh, to, to the rule and the kingship of Nebuchadnezzar and the king that came after Nebuchadnezzar, they will be thrown uh, into a, a fiery furnace. Y'all remember the text? We jumped forward uh, to, 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 uh, uh, to Shadrach, Meshach, and the Benigo, but we never talk about uh, uh, Azariah, Michelle, uh, uh, and his brother. We we jump forward to Daniel being put in the lion's den, uh, but we never stop and get context on what happened with Daniel and the relationship he had with King Nebuchadnezzar and the relationship he had with God. Watch verse 46, uh, and here's your word this morning. Then, watch what the Bible says. King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face. And fell prostrate uh, in, in front of Daniel and gave orders to present him an offering and incense. Nebuchadnezzar started worshiping Daniel. He started worshiping Daniel. Instead of worshiping God, he started worshiping the man. But I came to tell you, beloved, we are shift workers because we, 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 we are encountering people who don't know what they're worshiping. Y'all remember John? Y'all remember uh, when, when, when Jesus said the hour coming the now is when the true worshipers to worship God in spirit and in truth. And the father seeks such to worship him. It's because there was there, in those days, they didn't know who they were worshiping. The Bible says that King Nebuchadnezzar, I'm almost through, King Nebuchadnezzar fell down on his face and worshipped Daniel and brought in gifts and offerings and incense. Now, when we even look at the word Daniel, Daniel means God is my judge. 
God is my judge. Daniel, being the fourth of the greater prophets, was taken as a hostage in the first deportation to Babylon because of the gift of God in him was the interpretation of dreams. He became the second in command of the Babylonian Empire, and it lasted through the end of the Babylonian Empire and into the Persian Empire. His prophecies are key to understanding end of time elements. But Daniel was noted for his purity and his holiness. And watch this. He began, Nebuchadnezzar began to worship Daniel. But Daniel understood who he was. Daniel said, don't worship me. Worship God. Because I am only a shift worker. And so the Bible says in verse number 48. Verse 47, then the king responded to Daniel and said, you, your, true, your God truly is a God of gifts and a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets since you have been able to reveal this secret to me. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and the chief perfect over all the wise men of Babylon and Daniel made a request to the king and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego over the administration of the province of Babylon while Daniel uh, was at the king's court. What I came to tell you this morning beloved and I'm going to let you go here's your final shout. When we operate in the spirit that God has given us when we operate in our gifts and not in our fear when we become the shift workers God needs us to be not only will God elevate you not only will God promote you but God will allow more godly people to be around you but watch what happens when Daniel got promoted he didn't just get promoted all by himself he said king I got a request I don't want to be surrounded all day by devils and demons I need some more folk around me who believe like me who walk like me who talks like y'all ain't saying nothing to me. He says, I want you to appoint Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God, I'm giving you glory right now for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. What I came today to tell you is that when I operate in the Spirit of God, I have the Spirit of God working in me all the days of my life. I am worshiping God the Father. I am surrendering to the headship and the reign of God the Son. And I'm allowing the God, God, the Holy Spirit to lead me. When you go to work tomorrow, you ain't going by yourself. God has promoted you and he's placed, watch me, he's placed some help around you. So that whatever the enemy has for you in that day, it will not prosper. Can you say it with your spirit? No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper because I am a shift worker and God has appointed me wherever I am for a time such as this. When we get over to chapter number three, we'll see ultimately how King Nebuchadnezzar understands who Daniel really is. And because he understands who Daniel is, and because Daniel knows who he is, it allows for Daniel 
to convince Nebuchadnezzar of who God is. Say amen when you can. King Nebuchadnezzar now comes to know who God is because of the faithfulness of Daniel, the shipwork. There is a shift that is ready to take place in the earth. And what Jesus has told us in the great commission to go ye therefore into all the world and teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things and whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Fairly, Dion, uh, God has commissioned you as a shift worker. Chris, uh, God has commissioned you as a shift worker. Other Chris, God has commissioned you as a shift worker. But God has commissioned you as a shift worker. Vito, uh, God has commissioned you as a shift worker. Sister Fairly, God has commissioned you as a shift worker. And if stuff around you isn't shifting, maybe we got a shift. Uh, if, if stuff around you isn't beginning to shift, even on your job, if people aren't coming to know God, even in your family, if if your family members aren't aren't coming to know God, then maybe we haven't made the shift to be a shift work. There's a shift that must take place, but it starts with me first. Y'all all right? If you're not a member of the body of Christ. Come on, y'all give the Lord a head clap of praise. Shift worker. I'm a shift worker. Sometime today you need to lay hands on yourself and tell yourself, I am a shift worker. And there's some work that has to be done even in this season. God, we thank you for your word. If you're not a member of the body of Christ, you need to hear that Jesus humbly and died on Calvary for your sins. That's what Daniel was telling King Nebuchadnezzar that there's going to be establishment of a kingdom. It's, it's, it's funny to me how the entire Old Testament points to Jesus. And we don't like to study the Old Testament because that ain't doctrine. Okay, let me, let me, let me keep moving. That's, that's, that's not doctrine. We like to stay in the New Testament because that's doctrine. But we got to understand how we even got the doctrine before we can appreciate the doctrine and live according to it. But if you're not a member of the body of Christ, you need to hear that Jesus humbly and died on carry for your sins and mine. You need to believe that repent of your sins, confess that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, be buried with him in baptism for the remission of your sins, rise and walk in newness of life, become a disciple, who is a shift worker and you begin to shift everything around you. Are you here and you need prayer of the righteous? The Bible tells me that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Are you here and you have a need that the church can address? It's the altar call. It's prayer time. This front row is reserved with you in mind. Go ahead, Fred. We, we, we. We want you to come. It's prayer time. 
It's prayer time. It's prayer time. Come on, it's prayer time. Lift that hand right where you are. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we come before your throne this hour as humbly as we know how. Thanking you, Father, for another day's journey, and we're glad about it. God, realizing that you are a God like no other. Father, kingdoms have fallen, kings have have been demoted but God your reign is forever and your kingdom will stand the test of eternity God we just thank you now for commissioning us to be shift workers God we've wasted too much time but now we're coming home we no longer want to be like the world but God we want to create a shift in the world 
God, we thank you for trusting us with, with power and with, with sound mind that we can proclaim and teach others about you. Now we pray for the hearts of men. Father God, that those that we minister to and those that we proclaim your word to will come to know you, the partner of their sins. God, we ask you now that you will bless every hand that is lifted and every heart that is humble. That some of us are hurting right now in some type of uh, fashion, Father, we now pray for release. We now pray for healing over our bodies. We now pray for comfort in our spirits. God, we pray that you will walk with us hand in hand along the way each and every day. Break every stronghold and every addiction that is keeping us captive. God, we pray now that as we leave out of this place, but never out of your presence, that you will guard God and protect us from all the wiles of the enemy. That the things that the enemy has sent our way will not distract us from your will and your way. Father, may the life that we live speak for us. That others will see our life and glorify you who art in heaven. God, forgive us of every time that we failed you, every time we didn't do what we were supposed to. Because God, when, when I want to do good, evil is always present. But now, I'm coming home. God, we love you and we trust in your power to save. Hear our cry right now, God, and please do not pass us by. Somebody needs saving right now. Somebody needs healing right now. Somebody is mourning in their spirit. God, we ask you to bless us in a supernatural way. And watch it, Father. We will always be careful to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. That's only do you. It's in Jesus' matchless name that we pray. Let the people of God say amen. Worship for a second in this moment.
Lord, give the Lord a head clap of praise. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. We got to get out of here. You ain't got to go home. But we got to get up out of this heat. Amen. Amen. We thank you for your patience uh, on this morning. We thank God for uh, his powerful word. Amen. Amen. Go go ahead and lift that hand right where you are. Lift that hand right where you are. Repeat after me. Agree with God. Move with God. End with God. And never deny God access to your life. That was for practice. Now say it like you mean it. Agree with God. Move with God. End with God. And never deny God access to your life. We now commit to God into the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. Now may God make you fast enough that the enemy cannot catch you, strong enough to overcome anything, patient enough to wait on him, wise enough to not fall for everything. And through the grace of God, may he elevate you to new heights. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place, same grace, in the same space. Have a great week, everybody. Happy Sunday. Peace. We out.